Hi folks and welcome to the footyjumpers.com podcast. Uh, my name is Rob and with me is my co-host Lockie. Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in again. So I think uh, we'll give a quick little recap of what we got up to last episode. So last week we had made it to the crazy 1980s with the number fonts St Kilda and Collingwood were rocking at the time. And we also discussed the rise of logos on jumpers. Yes, we actually uh, well, we had some correspondence. Our first correspondence. Oh, so uh, we had regular listener Michael Vanstone. Yeah. Hi, Michael. Hey, Mikey. Uh, he, uh, he mentioned that sponsors' logos are now becoming part of the jumper's identity, which is exactly right. And so this is an era where you've got, you know, Don Smog, sponsor of Essendon. Uh, Yakka was sponsors of Collingwood. You had the Richmond and Tetley T sponsorship, that sort of era. Uh, well, I mean, Geelong were in Ford, but they still are. You know, they've only mm. had the one sponsorship the whole time. And I guess the other one that really stood out was North Melbourne, who only had Courage sponsorship for a year or two. But the big thing that I remember is their trainers had these North Have Courage um, well, sponsorship, I suppose you'd call it, but it was North Have Courage on the back of all the trainers' tracksuit tops. So, yeah, um, yeah, sponsors were really... They weren't just a a way of just taking some money off some companies. Uh, They really became part of the corporate brand, if you like, of of the footy jumpers. And, and, you know, that's continued right to today where basically, you know, an AFL footy jumper is not only the jumper in the colours, you know, black with a red sash, but it's got the AFL logo, it's got the the right sponsor logo, it's got the sponsor logo on the back, it's got the athletic tag down the bottom, and so on and so on. And that's what makes it an AFL product. So this really is the, you know, the beginning of that era where, I mean, for one, one thing, it wasn't just smaller companies, it was probably... You know, the larger companies were seeing the value in it. And, uh, yeah, you were really getting companies that stuck around for a while. Yeah. Not as many as Geelong and Ford. But, uh, yeah, you really started to get companies that are associating themselves with the brand and and sticking around for a while. So, um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think... uh, Uh, Very uh, excellent point. Yeah, it is a good point. Thanks for the feedback on that one. I think... um, interesting topic and i think that's one that we've discussed sort of doing a further deep dive in in the future so look out for that one we'll, we'll finish yeah. the series yeah. of the history but i think it's a really interesting topic and one well, definitely there's a lot of substance to dive further into it but yeah thanks for that so um yeah. getting into this episode though so what happened to footy jumpers footy uniforms in the 1980s well i guess we touched on 82 being the first year everyone had sponsors logos but realistically, there weren't that many design changes, if that's what you call it. Uh, there's a few little things here and there. Uh, in 1985, every club, including Sydney, had a Victoria 150 Years logo on their shorts. Uh, that was not world changing, I suppose. But you know, um, mm. but realistically, the the next big change, and uh, I would consider one of the you know, the biggest changes, at least not just, you know, in the game, but in the mindset around uniforms was the introduction of Brisbane and West Coast in 1987. Uh, so, you know, that? what happens is the, the AFL, well, yeah, uh, well, 
for me, the main thing is um, they both, well, <laughs> for want of a better uh, description, they both basically designed their jumpers to look pretty much like Hawthorne, who were the reigning premiers. And, and so, you know, Hawthorne, gold with brown stripes, West Coast, gold with blue eagle wings, Brisbane, gold with dark maroon, look like brown, yoke, and uh, BB monogram thing. I'm not sure if you called stylized logo, I think they called it at the time. So they they basically can't wear those jumpers, as we found out very early in the season. Uh, they can't wear those jumpers against Hawthorne. And so I, I understand that West Coast wanted to wear blue jumpers in their first game. They just didn't have them ready. But they, they came out specifically with the concept of we're going to wear gold jumpers with blue shorts and blue socks. And then when we do have to clash, and this was the AFL, VFL, I mean, the world of footy policy, and really stayed that way right up until about 2007. But the policy at that time was whoever introduces a new jumper, they're the one that have to resolve any clashes with existing jumpers. And so that dates back all the way to Geelong in 1914, where they bought, they had really thin blue and white hoops. When they came out with, you know, like blue and white hoops like they wear today, um, because they looked too much like Collingwood, the VFL decided you're going to have to wear just a plain blue jumper against Collingwood. And then they tried different things in different seasons as well, wore red socks one year. But so when West Coast and Brisbane came in in 1987, they not only came in with a home jumper, they also came in with a clash jumper. And that was the first any club had done that. And so So that was that mentality of having a clash jumper at, at in the first place was revolutionary. So did they have to, like, establish their class jumper before they actually entered the comp? Uh, yeah, well, pretty much, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they said, this is what we're going to wear. Now, this is our arm jumpers. This is what we're going to look like. And because we know they look too much like Hawthorne, when we play Hawthorne, we're going to wear this. And so they actually had, um, yeah, their class jumpers were sorted, as I say. They didn't actually have them for the first game. And so Hawthorne played West Coast early in 1987. And I, I, you can actually... Actually, I'll, I'll link that. I can put the video up of that because there's there's video of the game. So in the podcast notes, I'll put the video up of that game. But you could, like, from a distance, you can barely tell one from the other. That's, <laughs> like, round five. Actually, it was an NZ game. Uh, so... Yeah, early in the 1987 season, they played each other at Princess Park, and dead set you couldn't tell. <laughs> and it wasn't money or anything. It was a nice, you know, nice day. It was April. It was a bad day, but they just pretty much looked the same, from, certainly from the back. So, yeah, so they, they ditched it pretty quickly. And so by the time they played each other later in the season, um, well, for one, Hawthorne played... Brisbane at Carrara, uh, and as I say, Brisbane were the ones that had to wear the clash jumpers. And then when Hawthorne went to Perth to play the Eagles, West Coast had a blue jumper, but and then they also wore it with gold shorts. So that was a that was a look, uh, but event, 
eventually, yeah, eventually they dropped the gold shorts just as quickly as Richmond did in the 70s and Fitzroy did in the 70s because gold shorts don't look very good. <laughs> so, um, with, with Brisbane, when... Because obviously yeah. they've moved from Fitzroy, right? Was any of that sort of jumper influence taken across from Fitzroy? Or did it sort of the idea of starting afresh? Not, no. Well, I mean, they only took over slash merged Fitzroy at the end of 1996. So for 10 seasons, they were in the AFL, or VFL initially, AFL from 1990. Um, they were just a brand new entity. They made them up with, uh, originally it was three guys from every team had to be allocated to go play for the Bears. And so so like they played against Fitzroy for 10 years and um, Queensland's colour is maroon and so that is why they had them in maroon. Uh, and then gold, I don't know, maybe because they wouldn't look like all of them. But... Uh, yeah, with the the maroon was very definitely the the Queensland colour, and then when they did merge slash take over Fitzroy uh, at the end of '96, well then, yeah, they they were already wearing a shade of maroon. They went to a darker shade of maroon, which was more Fitzroy's history. So yeah, they sort of wear what you know sort of looked a bit like. Uh, a combination of different Fitzroy jumpers, effectively, but it's also Queensland Maroon. So that's a long way to answer a mm. short question. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah, no, for, as I say, for many years, they were very different from Fitzroy. Yeah. So what else was going on in 1987? Is there okay, any other well, changes um, to jumpers? Uh, well, Melbourne, who had changed for colour TV from 1975 at the end of 86, the 87 season, uh, they started, they went back to navy blue, which is what they wear today. And then today they still wear the royal blue as their clash jumper. Not still, I mean, you know, they've just gone back to it recently. But, uh, but so they've got, and they actually, that sort of, um, was the beginning of a bit of a successful era for Melbourne for a few years there because 87, they made the preliminary final. 88, they made the grand final. So they 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 were a bit of a also men for a number of years, right up even including 86. And then they went to navy blue and all of a sudden they got good again. So that was, <laughs> uh, that was interesting. And then I guess the other one, you've also got the Sydney Swans adopted the Sydney Opera House yoke design. 86 was the last year that they had white with the red V, which, well, which is their clash jumper now. Well, I think maybe just in Melbourne games, but their away jumper slash Melbourne jumper is a white jumper with a red V, which was there, like, from the 1930s to 86. And then from 87, they started wearing the, well, at least on the front, because now they have a red back, but it was still a white back. But they had the, you know, the yoke with the Sydney Opera House uh, on the front of it. So that was the first year they started doing that. All oh, right, and that's still what we see today through their home gym jumpers. Exactly. Yeah. I guess the, uh, you know, the only difference with that is that um, I think '92 they uh, made the back all red, and so 
that was when there was another group looking at buying the Sydney Swans or taking over the Sydney Swans. And amongst other things, they were thinking of changing the name because the Swans, well, realistically, the, the name comes from uh, the 1930s when uh, a guy that owned department stores was the president of, uh, his name's Archie Crofts, and he owned these, like, supermarkets, you know, department stores in Melbourne. Mm. And so he wanted, and it was during the Depression, so he wanted South Melbourne to be a good team. Um, and realistically, Collingwood had sort of done something similar. Um, you know, they were able to uh, put money in the pockets of players and, and keep a good team going. And so this guy decided, well, what I'm going to do is he's going to go over to West Australia, find the best players, offer them a job in his department store, and then they'd be, you know, if they'd be doing all right, they'd come over, they'd play footy for South Melbourne. And so there was a, one of the journalists from the Herald newspaper at one point said, look, there's so many uh, West Australians in the South Melbourne team, you might as well call them the Swans. And so that's where the name sort of came from. And then people then adopted it as, yeah, that's right, we're the Swans. <laughs> Take it as a negative. And I guess over time, people have sort of escaped, you know, when the West Australians went home and they kept the name of the Swans and, you know, now the Swans, their logo and so on. Um, so from there, they sort of, oh, you know, there's lots of swans on Elbert Park and sort of stuff, but that's not really where it originally came from. Yeah. And so when they moved to Sydney, it was like, well, let's just create a whole new identity. Let's, you know, start from the beginning and, and make a new footy team out of them. And, well, obviously it didn't get up because they still wear the same colours. And I think there was the expectation that if they did that, they'd lose all their Melbourne support. And realistically, they didn't have a lot of Sydney support, so their Melbourne support was their supporter base. But I know at one point there was um, a suggestion that they might be called the Redbacks, like after the Spider. Mm. Uh, so, but that never, the name change never happened, but they did end up with a Redback on their jumpers. <laughs> yeah, right. The Redback would be a very different vibe to a Swan, isn't it? Well, yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, all sorts of spider-themed stuff you could have done. They might have ended up with Is it? Is, um, There's a cricket team, the Redbacks, aren't they? South Australia, yeah. Mm, that's right. Um, so I think, but so obviously the, the biggest thing sort of going on at the time was definitely the, the Bears, right? And the Bears in the West Coast, 87. It's a big change to everything. Yeah, um. Yeah, so yeah. I think what's I want to go a bit more into their their colours. So they were maroon in eighty seven. When did they change up yep. from that? Oh yeah, so that was that was a joy. I'm not exactly sure the reasons for this, but when all the merchandise, you know, the the scarves, the beanies, and all that sort of stuff that you get for the you know the Brisbane Football Club, the Brisbane Bears, um, when it was all produced. Everything was in this hot pink cerise colour. And so it wasn't, it was with gold. So it was gold and hot pink. So if you wanted to buy a Brisbane Bears beanie or a scarf, it wasn't in maroon and gold. It was in cerise and gold. And so the VFL just decided, oh, well, we'll just change them. We'll just change <laughs> the club colours. And so they 
they brought them into line with all of the merchandise that they had. Which did someone just like put I'm put their stuff through the washing machine too much? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Do you wash your beanie in your scarf? <laughs> but so, and then, I mean, they, the, the Brisbane Bears, they, yeah, they're a bit judged really, because in their first couple of years, I mean, the first couple of years, they had their own clash jumpers and gold home jumpers. And so when they went to the Cerise jumpers, well, they, they, didn't make the Cerise Clash jumpers. So when they played Hawthorne, played West Coast, they wore this. They wore their old maroon and gold Clash jumper. And then if they were in, like if they're playing in Melbourne and it was raining and it was cold, you know, you'd have half the team in long sleeve jumpers underneath the sleeveless jumper. So that long sleeve jumper, well, they didn't have any long sleeve versions either. So the only long sleeve were the home jumpers. And so you'd have a maroon jumper with a gold jumper underneath it, white shorts, and then they'd have their Cerise socks. And, uh, well, in our podcast notes, I'll put the images up from the like the 89 and 90 seasons because they were just horrific. They, <laughs> like, yeah, could, you good, couldn't go and watch Good colour scheme. They, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Stands out on telly. Uh, you know, well, you know the other one, um, Port Adelaide, originally, one of their original uh, designs was Cerise and Light Blue. But then that um, that was back in an era when pink and, uh, like, all the colours associated with red were regarded as the masculine colours, and all the colours associated with blue were sort of the feminine colours. And mm. then that didn't really change until the 1930s where blue was for boys and pink was for girls type mentality. I mean, now, you know, no one cares. Yeah. But that was like, so this, this hot pink in the 1980s was just, wasn't received very well. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't very nice. It was, uh, it was, it was not a good look. <laughs> yeah. Very stands out a lot, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, so oh, then they all eventually. Oh, so, well, definitely stood out. And then '91, uh, they eventually did get their Cerise jumpers made, their Clash jumpers. So they wore them in every away game. Uh, so yeah, whenever they came to Melbourne, or I guess whenever they played away, so they went to Sydney, they went to West Coast, wherever. Um, they wore this hot pink looking um, Clash jumper. With uh, with white shorts and cerise socks, yeah. So not a golden era, but <laughs> uh, no. Well, we're getting, we're getting into probably next, what we're going to talk about next week. But um, yeah, that AFL, the beginning of the AFL era. But uh, yeah, I think one of the things the the VFL recognised was they had to fix up the Brisbane Bears, make them a viable unit. The first thing they did was they changed their jumpers. To something that looked like a footy team, and and then they got in, you know, some really good players, and and they just sort of picked up from there. Yeah. Um, and you know, '96 they made the finals. 2001 they, you know, by 2001 they'd won a flag. 2002 they won two flags. 2003 they won three. You know, <laughs> they looked really good. You know, yeah. Easily sure. 
that's a pretty that's a pretty quick turnaround to success, I guess. I guess looking at clubs like Gold Coast and GWS, obviously GWS made the grand final and Gold Coast are looking alright, but I don't think they're quite, you know, the the level that Brisbane will be in the same sort of time frame. It's quite different now, I think. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's because they don't wear Cerise. Maybe that's it. Maybe, Maybe you need to bring Cerise back. Maybe. That's how you start a club. You need Cerise. Yeah, maybe that's Tasmania. Maybe Tassie. Actually, Tasmania's <laughs> colours were rose. Oh, they're not just green, gold, and maroon. Originally, they had like this pinky sort of colour to their um, collars and to the T on the Tasmania. But well, then there eventually you, they there changed it to maroon because they, they thought it was a bit feminine. Green, yeah, green gold, and the, Cerise. The There's a look. Yeah, it's a beauty, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. One yeah. point we were doing the Tennessee jumpers, but we never ended up putting them onto the website. There's just the um, oh, yeah. yeah. I've in the state of origin section on the website. You've got the Tassie jumpers, but I'm I've really only got the state of origin, which well, started in '77, but Tasmania's first game was '78. Um, but yeah, we've got the Tassie two Tasmania jumpers on the um, in the state of origin section on footyjumpers.com yeah there you go have a look (laughs) so I think um, going back to obviously the other club that started up West Coast so when did they start wearing um, blue at home okay right so they started off in Galt and then they had that clash jumper um, by design and then, however the AFL merchandise thing works, it was basically, it was during a season that they, um, well, 1988 season, that they started wearing the, um, the, the royal blue jumpers. And then once they wore them, I guess, uh, what they wear them, they wore them against Hawthorne in round 18, then they wore them against Brisbane because they were the the away team. Um, hang on, no, I'm going the wrong season. Uh, Eighty-eight. Ah, oh, that's what it was. So they wore them, um, yeah, against Brisbane as the home team uh, for when Brisbane came over and Brisbane got to wear their their home jumpers, and then basically from there. So from round sixteen of 88 they've been wearing blue jumpers at home now uh, that doesn't include the 2000 they came out with that tri-panel bit like St Kilda sort of look but blue white and gold instead of um just Mm. blue but then you know they've they've had that well what they've gone back to is blue with the gold eagle wings and their logo on the front but yeah so they went a season and a half basically before they started adopting that as their their main co- yeah as their home colours. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I had thought that it was based on it being a year from playing against Hawthorne in it the first time. But because there is the AFL does have a policy about jumpers need to be uh, what do you call it? Approved, yeah, approved is the best word. Mm. Um, 
So all of the jumpers that they're going to wear next year, they've already been approved. So all of the Sir Douglas, Sir Douglas Nichols round jumpers, they've all been approved, the designs at least. Yeah. Um, that's for next year. Like they'll be, you know, they're still being digitised and they'll be printed or the whatever and, and so forth. But so all of the jumpers need to be approved one year before they start getting used. And I believe it had something to do with that, that, uh, you know, when they finally put in their application and said, you know, we want to start wearing blue jumpers at home and if necessary, we'll wear the gold jumper as a clash. Uh, and, you know, the AFL then approved it. And so, yeah, round 16, 88 was the first time they started wearing it as their home jumper. Ah, interesting. They've had some... Uh... Some very some great jumpers over the times. I remember. Obviously, I'm I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, but some of those like uh Ben Cousins era jumpers with their, the the orange and the diffusion between the orange and gold and blue and everything going on. I think uh, West Coast, from yeah. my mind, were sort of the first team to to sort of change change it up a bit. Obviously, it's a new squad and whatnot, but yeah, the first team that really pushed the limits. Yeah, look, you've been. I would consider diplomatic. Um, realistically, I wouldn't have said that was a great jumper. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I think you're talking about the Ochre uh, 2000 to 2002 away jumper, clash jumper. Um, yes. Push the limits, no doubt about that. Um, but, yeah, not certainly not one of my favourites. But, yeah, each, <laughs> no. each to their own, I suppose. It's definitely, I think, um, yeah. they're probably, like, the first club that sort of changed things up a bit, though, from your sort of historic, simple pattern oh, look, design. Oh, they've been leaders of that. Yeah, definitely. West Coast have been leaders of that. Realistically, you know, since day one when they said, we're going to bring out, a, you know, we're going to play in gold jumper and we're also going to have this clash jumper, you know, for games that we can't win. And they sold both at the club shops. Um, they won the... 92, 94 premierships, and the next thing they do is they change their colours and everybody's, you know, buying the new jumpers that they've got. Mm -hmm. So they're one of the innovators in terms of the footy jumper, not just being the thing that players wear on the field, but um, a retail product, you know, a a revenue-raising exercise. So they've changed their jumpers fairly frequently and they've got the supporter base buying them that you know they change them people buy them and they're um successful with what they've got yeah that's right oh, that's interesting well i think that's um yeah is there anything sort of else of note happening in this period or is that sort of oh i think that's probably the late 80s um uh, i mean 88 89 not so much what we then move into is the AFL era, and mm. you know then we you know, we've got teams. Well, by the we're moving into the nineties. By eighty-seven, we've got two new teams. Well, the next decade, we've got by the end of it, we've got two teams in Perth, two teams in Adelaide. Uh, you've got a team in Brisbane, a team in Sydney, and you know, everybody else still in Melbourne. Um, so yeah, things start to get even more interesting and and creative with the Dockers and um, Fremantle and then Port Adelaide coming in. Yeah, the Dockers had some beauties, but yeah, that sounds good. 
All right, I think that's oh. uh, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of teases in there. I think it's as they're sort of getting to the nineties and whatnot. There's a couple, yeah, the new clubs and there's some beauties coming up in the next episode. I think, but um, I think that's a good place to wrap oh, yeah. up. Thanks and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, some amazing ones. They look like a uh, Barney incarnate. Yeah. And, um. Anyways, as always. Go. On footyjumpers.com, we'll have all these visuals for what we've been talking about here with the uh, Brisbane and West Coast and how we can see that lovely Cerise look. And, um, yeah, these are all up on footyjumpers.com. So have a look and have a suss and, yeah, put a picture there, these visuals that we've given you here. And um, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode where we begin with the AFL period. So, yeah, thanks very much, guys. We'll catch you then. Cheers. All right, guys. See you next time. Bye.